If you have an existing business that's doing well, you're going to get more of it on TikTok. If you have a brand new business and the business itself is not validated, I wouldn't recommend going to TikTok because then you're hoping that TikTok is going to magically save a business problem or solve a strategy problem. There is you can't solve strategy. You can't massage a broken bone. In 2021, TikTok overtook google.com as the most trafficked site on the internet. And unless you've been firmly stuck with your head in the sand over the last 12 months particularly, I'm sure you recognize that TikTok simply can't be ignored in a video strategy today. But is it really still the wild, wild west of social media platforms? And how can real, quote unquote, businesses use TikTok to drive genuine business results? How is TikTok paid advertising something that we should be paying attention to? I know you've got questions about TikTok. I know I have questions about TikTok. So in this episode, I've invited a expert TikTok marketer to share more. He even co-wrote the book about it. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, my friends, and welcome back. This is episode 248. We had a little break in episodes last week as I kicked off the brand new accredited video strategist program and welcomed a bunch of future accredited video strategists into this this program, which I'm personally really excited about. So sorry about the gap in the podcast last week. I hope you didn't miss me too much, but I've got a cracking episode for you today. I remember first hearing about TikTok back when it was known as Musical.ly and Gary V saying that he's bullish on it and all of that. But it wasn't until the relaunch as TikTok and probably around early 2019 that I started to think of TikTok as more than just a video sharing app for teenagers. And I began considering its role in video marketing strategies for businesses. And despite the three years that have passed since then, I'm really only now beginning to get a deeper understanding and appreciation of the platform and importantly, the algorithm and the ads engine behind it as a genuine business tool. It's very exciting and absolutely a space that we need to be watching as video strategists and more than watching, that we need to be playing in. So when I heard that the awesome Dennis Yu had co-authored The Definitive Guide to TikTok Advertising alongside Perry Marshall, I grabbed myself a copy and I got stuck in. And getting stuck in with TikTok is exactly what we're going to do today as I'm joined by Mr. Dennis Yu himself. If you haven't heard of Dennis Yu, he's a former Yahoo search engine engineer who optimized ads and analytics across search and social platforms. He's taken his passion for digital marketing and turned it into training to create good jobs for aspiring digital marketers. And you'll hear in this episode, he's got a mission he's on around that in particular. Dennis's personal personal mission centers around mentorship. He teaches from his experience helping people from all walks of life 
grow their expertise in digital marketing. And he shares his insights from managing campaigns for the Golden State Warriors, for Nike and Rosetta Stone. He's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Fox News, CNN, CBS, and co-authored a book called Facebook Nations, a textbook taught in over 700 universities. And just recently launched another co-authored book all about TikTok advertising. In this episode, we explore all aspects of TikTok as a video marketing tool for businesses and reveal the opportunity available to businesses who take action right now on the platform. We explore the mindset shift, particularly as it applies to creative on TikTok and how businesses can leverage their customers, their users and advocates to create campaigns that have really unforeseen levels of cut through in a crowded crowded world of digital marketing. And we'll dive into what the TikTok ads platform is all about and how you can get started right now, today, in building your business or your clients using TikTok. All right, let's do this. Let me introduce you to Mr. Dennis Yu. Dennis Yu, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Ben? What is up? Well, you are you are up, actually. You are up late tonight, so thanks for staying up. It's 11 p.m. as of the time of this recording here, and uh, so I appreciate you. You've been a busy man lately. I've seen on Instagram you're traveling the world and spreading the good word of digital marketing. So, hey, for people that haven't heard of Dennis Yu before, uh, I'd love for a quick introduction. Can you share a little bit about your backstory and what got you into where yeah. you are today? I'm a math guy. I built the analytics at Yahoo 20-some years ago as an early search engine engineer and as a data-driven math programming sort of guy, I found that there is data behind things like Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and thus we built systems to figure out how to take things like video and repurpose it. So we spent a billion dollars on Facebook ads over the last few years and one of our clients, the Golden State Warriors tonight, 20 minutes ago, just won the championship if you're interested in basketball and the NBA. And so we've learned yeah. from a lot of big clients, Nike, Starbucks, Carl's Jr., you know, Ashley Furniture, and a bunch of smaller folks too, on how to use video to drive sales. Not to win awards, but to drive leads, to drive sales. And everything we've done has been around the collection of video. Even though 20 years ago, my whole focus was trying to use data for text ads and for words on landing pages, but now everything's shifted in the video. So Last five years, even me as a Chinese search engine engineer who should not be on video, who doesn't like to speak, I don't even have any hair, I've learned how to do video and coach a lot of clients and videographers about video. And I would like nothing more than for you guys to win because when you win and your clients win, you're going to have to hire VAs to process that video. And you're going to create jobs in places like Pakistan and the Philippines and whatnot for people that are making $500 a month working full time for us. And that's just a great thing. And our mission is to create a million jobs. We're a quarter of the way there. So we've got a long way to go. Awesome. I'm interested before we go into some of what I wanted to talk about. So you talk about a mission to create a million jobs. Give me a bit of that backstory. So, so what prompted that for you and, and how are you implementing that mission? One of my mentors was Al Casey. So 30 years ago, he was the CEO of American Airlines. And he taught me a lot about organizations and about people and about just how to be a human being that worked inside companies. And I was kind of a paper tiger and I didn't really understand what it was to work in a team and communicate. I just didn't have 
those people skills. I was what was called a paper tiger, where I was really good at taking tests and turning in papers and things like that. And I got so much mentorship from him, so much help that without that, I wouldn't have gotten my start to go to American Airlines and then Yahoo and these other sorts of places. And I thought, how do I pass that along to other people? How can I create mentorship at scale? So when I went to Yahoo, I started hiring all sorts of people that were friends of mine that were not engineers, but I taught them how to write code. I taught them how to do analytics, taught them how to run ads and build ad servers and that kind of stuff, Ben. And everyone, you guys as videographers probably don't care so much about the code side of things. But I thought, how do we do this at a bigger scale? And at Yahoo, I spoke at conferences and people wanted to ask me, not because I was somebody special, but I represented the search engine. So people would want to know what was Yahoo's position on how do you do SEO or is this tactic good or not or is this website being built properly? And I thought, you know, there's a lot of other people that know more than me. I just happen to be the guy from Yahoo. So people just assume I'm knowledgeable. And so I've been able to hang out like with my friend Perry Marshall, who has the number one bestselling book in Google ads of all time and Facebook ads. And now we have the number one bestseller in social media right now, which is this TikTok ad book. And by hanging out with other people that are expert, we can create more jobs because other people, I believe, should learn. Like if you're here learning from Ben, you want to learn from people that have done that very thing, not from somebody who just does consulting or write books, but from actual practitioners who live and breathe the very thing. So we think that all of you guys who are pro in some area should teach what you know, put it on YouTube like Ben has with 5,000 subscribers. And thus, you turn, you turn to a certification, and the certification leads to a job. So mentorship at scale leads to jobs. And I was speaking, we were talking about Karen Sutherland at the University of Sunshine Coast, a mutual friend of ours. She and her students in the university, they're using our training on how to run Facebook ads, how to start an agency, because we've trained thousands of agencies. And that's creating more jobs, right? I believe anyone yeah. who has expertise yeah. should show how to do that, and we can turn it into jobs. Yeah. I love it. It's that cascading, that, that impact, right? That, that ripple in the pond. And I think that that simply can't be, can't be ignored. Yeah, you know, I, I do what you held up your book before, um, TikTok advertising, how to access 1 billion people in 10 minutes. I really love that, that tagline, that <laughs> sub, subtitle it there. People wouldn't oh, believe I, it. I want to dive into that. Yeah. All right. I want to dive into that. Um, but before we go specifically, and I'm going to ask you about that, uh, that, subtitle of the book in a moment as well but when did tiktok uh, first come onto your radar three and a half years ago back when it was yeah. operating under other names like musically where people were singing and dancing and i knew there's a lot of data i knew there was a lot of potential there but they didn't have any of the tools for analytics they didn't have advertising and even you know we were running ads two years ago working direct full disclosure tiktok paid us for consulting because they wanted us to build training and all this but i i think we're still unbiased, even though we're showing how to do TikTok the right way. But we've been testing for quite a while. And it wasn't until a year ago that Perry Marshall said to me, hey, now's the right time. We've been waiting because now the fastest growing audience is 30 plus. Now everyone is there. Now TikTok is the number one website ahead of Google on the internet. Number one most downloaded app. It's not a fad. It's We have people that sell things like insurance and financial services and things to old people that are working on TikTok. And it's the same stuff that was being said about Facebook in 2007, where, oh, it's just kids and it's not serious. And, you know, we're not now Facebook's mainstream. TikTok is moving up that mainstream curve. And so right now is the golden days. 
That's why we were saying TikTok now. We intentionally waited to release this book. But of course, things change. And a lot of things have changed in the last couple of weeks, which we can talk about. And of course, in a month or now, they're moving so fast in the innovation that we're going to have to release new versions of this book like every 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, in my own experience as well, and I've no doubt that for listeners of this podcast that they had that same experience of TikTok where they heard it as a thing and maybe mm. they thought it was for, I don't know, a younger demographic, not really for business use cases mm. and not for mm. me, right? I think many of us have thought, well, that's not for me. Another social platform, mm. you know, it's not really worth paying attention to right now. But I have no doubt that over the last 12 months, many of those same people like me have uh, whether, whether it's been forced to or whether we've sat up and paid attention to TikTok mm-hmm. as a serious marketing tool. So I'd love to kind of hear from you, you know, where do you feel TikTok's at right now as a tool for, you know, I use the term loosely here, but real business, you know, for real business, mm-hmm. bricks and mortar businesses, your professional services, your, yeah. your 90% of the businesses out there that aren't influencers, they're not mm-hmm. personal brands. Mm-hmm. Where do you see TikTok as a tool right now as of mm-hmm. what is it, uh, June 2022 right now? It's funny because this slam on is it ready for real businesses caused us to release a course called TikTok for real business owners. So these are people that are not singing and dancing. They're not in entertainment or fashion. They're not young adults. They're not beautiful or anything like that. But they have real businesses where there's expertise. So if you're a real estate agent, you have expertise in buying and selling houses in the market. If you fix cars, then there's something around that. If you are a videographer, you have expertise. Like everyone, you're a doctor, chiropractor, you have expertise. And so the best way to think about TikTok is how do you share your expertise in 15 seconds? Now, you can't summarize everything that you know, so you're going to share lots of little tips. Here's one tip on four or five aspect ratio. Here's one reason why you need to shoot vertical versus horizontal in these situations. Here's the best, or this is the best school, best restaurant that you should eat at if in this town, right? Just like one thing, one tip. And the reason why a lot yeah. of folks like you and I might not do well on TikTok is because we suffer from what's called the rambling old man syndrome where we go on and on and on and on, but can you say your thing in 15 seconds? That's that's what it is. And it's about sharing expertise. It's taking the cell phone, putting it in your face, and speaking that piece of expertise. iPhones seem to do better for some reason. Who knows? But you speak it for 15 seconds, and that's your TikTok. You don't have to really edit it. You don't – all the stuff that you might do and, you know, Premiere Pro and whatever your favorite tools are, After Effects, like you don't need that stuff. Because it just needs to look native. And we've taken people who are not on camera, extroverted personalities to be successful on TikTok. Not because they're going viral, but because they're literally just speaking some kind of advice. And it's driving leads and sales. We're not trying to go to millions of views. We're just trying to drive leads and sales. So it's a completely different angle. We're not trying to go viral and make money as creators. That's, a, that's, some, that's another angle, right? We don't do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's a completely different mindset shift, both from a creative angle, but also from a strategic angle, I think. And I want to circle back on the subtitle of your book on how to access 1 billion people in 10 minutes. And is there a strategy there? Is there there something that you think that anyone can achieve in 10 minutes that you can share with us? 
from an ad standpoint, sure, you can just pay money. Google and Facebook would love to take your money and you can access as many people as you want. But more importantly, it's understanding first what works organically in the algorithm. So I was at Jake Paul's house. We've been filming a course on how to start a social media agency for young adults. And one of the young adults who was there in our film crew couldn't help himself. He's like, oh, it's Jake Paul's house. And he made a TikTok from there. And TikTok recognized it was Jake Paul's house in the background. And that thing went to millions of views. And it was strictly because the algorithm picked it up and it was engaging enough that people watched to the end and the thing had maybe like a 30% view through rate and maybe 20% of the people click like on it, which is great. So it got half a million likes. And so the algorithm is like you can... I mean, maybe you're not going to reach a billion people. I mean, I guess you could if you made enough videos and put enough money on ads. But the point is, it's the easiest way to reach a whole bunch of people. And if you can reach them on TikTok, or sorry, if you can be successful on, on Facebook, then you can be more successful on TikTok and vice versa. I have friends that are chiropractors and they will find something that works on TikTok and they'll, they'll turn it into a Facebook lead ad. So for people to do professional services or where there's leads, you have to close them on the phone as opposed to e-commerce. TikTok lead ads are incredible. So interesting, the way you're describing that is, and I think what I've heard many times before is TikTok's power really lies in the algorithm, both both in the artificial intelligence behind it, but in the way it's able to uh, seemingly share the right content to the right people who, who want to engage with that content. And we're talking there, I, I think, unless I'm wrong, is we're talking organic algorithm there or maybe you can help us understand how the TikTok's algorithm plays into advertising like paid placement versus organic or is it the same same? exactly it's it's the same as almost any other social network because a social network is free for users so they make money off of ads and they make more money on ads when people have a good experience and they continue to stay and they stay because they're the engagement rate is high and TikTok people will go in there and they'll watch 100 15-second videos or they'll skip, 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 and then they find one they like and they'll just watch 15 or 20. That's what the pattern is on the analytics. So if you have something that's working well organically, then you want to boost it, which is to throw fuel on the fire. The other part that I haven't heard anyone talk about, but which seems so fundamental to me after looking at this for such a long time, is that let's say you are an agency and you produce video or do ads or you know whatever you do, and you have happy clients and customers. If you take what those folks have to say about you, you can turn those into ads. You can boost other people's posts. And so TikTok came out with Spark ads, which is kind of like Facebook's branded content tool, but a lot easier. But imagine that of all the people that you have in your network, if, if your clients and customers did the work for you, what would that look like? It's literally like today I was teaching at the Digital Marketer Partner Summit. So these are all these agencies and I was teaching about how to do video. And a bunch of these folks were sharing what they learned on Twitter and Facebook and giving me a shout out. What if I could just boost those posts from their profile? Isn't that way more credible, Ben, than me talking about yeah. myself? Isn't it way better when your customers and your clients, when people that have taken your course, people that, the, the whole point is word of mouth, referrals, letting people do the work for you. And that really hasn't been possible until TikTok. And so TikTok design, I talked to a bunch of folks at TikTok and they didn't say it exactly this way, but they know that it's very hard for clients and small businesses to produce video, right? 
So if we're in the business of producing video and doing it nice and having the equipment and all that, we know how hard it is to get clients to do stuff right. And then if they don't do it right, they blame you because then it's them on video. Like 99% of the time it's a creative, okay? Like we know that. So what if we, instead of forcing these clients who just can't say the right words or they stumble, what if we just interviewed their customers and let the customers do the work for them? Wouldn't that just be so much better for everybody? Not hiring some celebrity, because no one's going to trust that. A celebrity, everyone can tell that celebrity is being paid to say some good things. And plus, they're more expensive and like all that kind of stuff. But average ordinary people, if they were just to round up what their customers had to say about them, not just like, oh, hiring Ben was so amazing. I would recommend him to everyone else. That's bogus. That carries no value. That's fake. No one believes in that. But what if we just interviewed our customers about who they were and their stories and their before and after? My friend Tommy Mello runs A1 Garage. And he's now the largest garage door guy, home services guy in the United States. I think he's doing $100 million a year. And he has all these technicians that go out and install garage doors. They go around in a van with Tommy's face on the outside. And now these technicians who are blue collar, burly, you know, they're, they're not videographers. They're, they freaking install garage doors, okay? These guys at the end of the job where they sign a little, you know, the customer's like, yep, got the job done. It was good. Then they pull out the cell phone saying... Ma'am, would it be okay if we recorded a 15-second video where you shared your thoughts about how what you think about this garage door? And so now Tommy's got an army of videographers. And, and for those of you guys that are pro videographers, because I, I see Ben's audience and I see the keywords that he ranks on and I see the traffic, you might cringe a little bit that these people who are not professional videographers are capturing this content. But they're asking these certain questions. We have five questions we like to ask that Todd Herman taught me. And they're collecting all this video at scale to then be processed by VAs in the Philippines and other places, which then fuels his whole system to get more customers. And why is that important based on what we talked about? Well, TikTok is recognizing who's in that video and it's going to show, show it to more people that are like Sally, to more people. So if, if you're filming a little video and it's in front of your favorite restaurant, TikTok can recognize that restaurant in the background. So it's going to show it to other people that have been at that restaurant. So when you're scrolling through, you'll see like, oh, that's weird. I've been there. It wasn't a coincidence that TikTok showed that to you, right? It's trying to find that kind of relevancy. So how do you equip all of the all of your clients to do the work for you if you want to grow your agency? And if you want to help the clients, how do you put a process in place to collect that content from these clients of the restaurant, the bakery, the real estate agent, the mortgage, bar, like whatever the professional service business is, they need a process to collect that video from their clients. That's it. And then TikTok will do everything else. You don't, there's no like magic algorithm kind of thing to understand. It's like put all the stuff in the machine so the machine can find other people just like the, what you put in the machine. If you only put in videos of Ben, then what are you going to get? More people like Ben, which could be good or bad. Yeah, I think that's the important thing about going into it strategically, right? But I want to I want to um, come back to you mentioned Spark Ads as a as a unique uh, TikTok advertising option, which mm -hmm. just to to clarify for our audience is the ability for an advertiser to to put ad spend behind some other TikTok creators content, um, even yeah. if it's just, a, you know, yeah. not a business, just a personal TikTok account who has created yeah. something that is of value to your business mm -hmm. um, and then to boost that, right? And mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, and then and then you went to talk about you know capturing you know real moments from your from your clients and customers, mm-hmm. but I guess then you would be posting that on your TikTok account, right? So, or you teach everyone to post on their TikToks. It doesn't have to be from the company. Yeah, right. TikTok. You don't even need to have a TikTok profile to run ads. You know, you can just boost other people's posts all day long. Maybe so we, incentivize we your your customers to somehow incentive like a competition, maybe to you know post something on TikTok and we'll give you a well, restaurant voucher to someone. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, you know, like Yelp, right. Or Google for reviews. Yeah. Now it's not, it's, I don't want to say illegal because Yelp doesn't have rules, but you can't incentivize people to give you five stars. So if you go to a restaurant, you can't be like, Oh, if you rate us five stars, we'll give you a free dessert. Right. Like there's several sure. reasons that are wrong with that. One is it encourages garbage stuff like fake reviews. And B, it ruins the trust and the, the nature of the review becomes tainted and people can see this. Just like Amazon fake reviews. They stopped all those people that were being paid to review these products, right? Because it just polluted the whole system. The more important thing besides the whole compliance stuff is that TikTok is looking for authentic kinds of content that people actually enjoy. Not just like, oh, I went to, you know, I hired Ben to do some stuff and he did a really good job. Well, that's not interesting. I wouldn't stay and watch that. That's clearly a testimonial. So when you interview people about them and about their life, instead of getting them to say, I really like Ben and he made some great videos for me, but you say like, oh, well, let's see, what's some kind of product? Here's my friend. My friend has this product called Nature's Wild Berry and it's like a cranberry, but when you chew it for the next minute, anything that you taste that's like a lemon tastes sweet. It's unbelievable. It's all natural. It's an incredible product. And so we're just asking people to tell their stories about how they're trying to lose weight. And so now they don't put sugar in their coffee because they do this and how they struggled with obesity or how they're a mom. And they're and you hear about their stories about how they raise kids and how I don't have enough energy to take care of my kids because I have three of them and they're running around. And here's something that I do to here's my tip on how to be a good mom. That has nothing to do directly with the product. But maybe that is our archetype. And that busy mom is the one who's going to use this product. So you're trying to build connections with the with, with the audience that you want because of what they believe in, the kinds of stories are going to resonate, which is, of course, standard top and middle of the funnel. But you're doing it by co-creating content with these other people. And by boosting it from their profile, you see how that behaves differently than you boosting it from your profile, right? It just carries yeah. way more trust. Like one of our companies that has sends out socks with people's faces on them. So anyone who's on my podcast or anyone who's like a client of ours, they'll get in the mail, usually a couple of weeks, you'll probably get some, so I'm ruining the whole surprise for you, Ben. But you'll get a thing in the mail and it's like, Ben, thank you so much for, you know, I had a great time spending, you know, with you talking about video marketing. And then you, you open it up and there's a, there's socks with your face on it, right? So th- what we've done is go to pet influencers and also get our customers who get these face socks or their pet's face on there to do our marketing for us. So we boost. So, so these influencers like dog influencers will share like, hey, look at a picture of me and my dog. And they post it on Instagram or TikTok or whatnot. And we can boost that post. How does it perform differently? So here's the question to test whether you understand really the, the crux of TikTok. And that is, what's the difference between me taking customer photos and reviews and videos or whatever and boosting it from their profile Versus boosting on my profile. What's the difference? It's just more genuine social proof, right? It's it doesn't feel like an ad. It just feels like someone right. else's genuine 
feelings about a brand or a product, yeah. right? So success on TikTok, organic or paid, is around creating things that are the exact opposite of what an ad is. So if it looks like an ad because it's landscape and a repurposed Zoom call, if it's a clear pitch, if it's not entertaining, if the video and lighting are just too perfect, so it's obviously a commercial, anything that makes it look like a commercial, people will just scroll right past you. That's it. So you got to hook them with something interesting, with some kind of motion, with some, some movement, with being outside or walk, walk and talk. You know, the easiest, the things we see doing the best are walk and talk with the cell phone. As long as whatever's in the background <clears throat> subconsciously, subliminally ties to who you are and where you are, kind of let the algorithm like learn where you are. <clears throat> Maybe you're in your office and you have a bookshelf in the background with all these books. Well, subliminally put books related to the things that you care about or the stuff that your audience likes just to kind of help the audience, you know, help the algorithm train up. You know what I mean? That's very interesting. I, I want to get a little bit super tactical with you here because yeah. – and I'm going off script as far as my questions that I've written down for you, but uh, I want to dive into this, right? Because um, for us as a, as a video strategy agency, our, our role is, you know, clients pay yeah. us to make video content and come up with video strategies to help grow their business, right? So, so they're mm -hmm. relying on us to, to guide and advise them. And TikTok is something that I think, you know, we're, we're starting to figure it out and we're starting to get clients come to us and say, you know, what can you do for us around TikTok? And I think the mm -hmm. easy default for us as a video production company or a video agency is to create really ads, I guess, but in a TikTok format and try to make them feel native. Now that that's not easy, right? Um, yeah, that almost never I, works. I wonder what your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, I wonder what your thoughts are around. I've tried it. I can't tell you how many videographers I've had arguments with and they really want to do stuff according to how they learned in film school or what they've done on TV. Yeah. And they think that they can carry that over to TikTok. I'm like, at, rather, at a certain point, I just won't argue. I'm like, you know what? You go ahead and do it the way you want. I'm going to come in with my iPhone and we'll have a friendly little contest. Okay. We're going to put $200 against the way you want to do it and put $200 against the way I want to do it. And let's just see what happens. I'm not going to argue with you. Let's just let the data tell. I've won that every time. See, we've, we've done both, right? We've, we've uh, created some campaigns for, for a, a particular client of ours who's putting quite a bit of money into all placements, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're actually not doing a lot on YouTube right now, but Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And um, obviously there's different nuances to each of those platforms and, Mm -hmm. The product's the same, but how we implement the execution has been different. And, you know, I think where, where we've particularly struggled with this client and, and where that client's still working on it as well is the success that they're having, and you won't be surprised by this, with TikTok is where they are, you know, running Spark ads on other mm -hmm. just customers' content, right? Customers who use mm -hmm. their product and posted about it, mm -hmm. and that's working really well. Now, our challenge as an agency is how do we, how do we scale that up? for that mm. client? How do we, uh, you know, provide, you know, produce content that still yeah. feels authentic? I mean, it needs mm. to be authentic, right? So mm. what are your thoughts on that? Is there any way around that? Or do you think the best way is just to in, not incentivize, we talked about that, but to encourage yeah. real people just to be posting about the product? I think it's less about what you do and more about what you don't do. 
there's a few things that you can do as a video production company to just basically ruin, like put poison inside your meal. And that is when you try to do things overly professional. So if anything, you have to think more like, how do I do stuff that feels more behind the scenes? Like instead of, so in, in a week or so, I'm going to be in San Francisco and we have one of our clients that sells these, this coaching, get into college, right? If you want to, if you want to help your kid go from high school to college and improve the odds and write the essays and that kind of thing, these guys will help you as part of the process. And they ran things that look like ads that work well in search because people will type in demand driven sorts of terms, which are not on social. So those ads, they didn't work on Facebook and they didn't work on TikTok, but on TikTok, it's going like, it's things like reaction videos. So what are scenes that carry some kind of emotional weight that are poignant? And it could be like opening up the letter where you got accepted or you got rejected or struggling to write the essay or whatever it might be, or you or someone else who's giving a tip, somebody famous, like everyone has someone well-known in their category who's giving a tip. So someone gives a tip about why college is a waste of money or here's, you know, whatever it is. They have some, something. So have you seen the, the reaction videos? So TikTok with reaction uh, yeah. videos works super well. So you you play this other person, this well-known person in our industry, giving some piece of advice, and then you react to it. And then you give your feedback and that works. Or one where it's like a, a parent and or the child says, hey, you know, I'm about to ask my father for whatever, right? For the car or to... Like whatever it is, and let and and so you you engage them, and they want to hear what the action is. So then you press stop. Then you go, hey, daddy, what do you say about you know letting me drive your car for the weekend? Or I know whatever it might be. And then you, you you press start and stop, and then you get his reaction. Then you react to him. So it's it's people will stay on TikTok to get the payoff of the reaction. So reaction videos work really well because it it feels like of the moment, right? It's that right vibe. If it's scripted, so the worst thing you can do on TikTok is to get someone to read a script because everyone can tell when it's a script. You still have to have the general theme. So I'm not saying completely wing it. You have the bullet points, but you don't have to say the exact words if that makes sense when you're doing it. And I know a lot of people that do film and cinema, they want everything scripted. And that's how they go wrong. They overproduce it. You can yeah. literally edit inside the TikTok app or use Apple Clips or a couple of these very simple editing tools, then that way it looks natural. So I I believe that there's still a way as an agency to to work on producing TikTok TikTok organic content using I use the term talent in inverted commas right because you don't want to be hiring actors that over that are trained actors right but use use people who are the target demographic of your audience of your, your product the product that you're working on right and um and you can produce or you know come up with a strategy around situations scenarios uh, ideas concepts executions that you can probably go out with an iphone and just go and play go and have fun right and create in the tiktok app and uh, and come up with a whole bunch of creative executions that some may some may fly, some may not. Um, but I think that's the mindset I would have, right? Um, does that make sense to you? You could get away with other people that fit that demographic, kind of like actors. But I think there's nothing better than actual customers and clients, because 
their experience and feelings and knowledge will come through. That will show through. We once did something for Nike and Nike has an unlimited budget and it was for Nike running and they had a new pair of shoes, running shoes that would make you run faster somehow. Right. And they had all these influencers. So the head of the, the GM of Nike running had the idea that she wanted to do this Instagram activation. So she got the top comedians, the top actors, the top, all these people really big on Instagram. You can imagine who these people are. Flew them to this place on a helicopter where they ran on the cliffs at sunset in slow motion, thinking that this was a great way because we're using these influencers. I mean, heck, if these people are really big on Instagram or TikTok, then that's the best thing to be, you know, if you're Nike, you might as well just hire the very best people in each channel. That would seem to make sense, right, Ben? Yeah. But it didn't, didn't work. work. <laughs> it didn't work because if you looked at the comments, people said, that guy, who's the, the fat rapper guy? What's his, what's his name? Forgot the guy's name, but whatever. <laughs> the, the DJ Khaled, I think, is his name, right? And actual runners said, that guy's a, a comedian and a rapper. He's, what is he doing wearing Nike's running shoes, right? You should show actual runners who are preparing for their first marathon or running a 10K or something like that instead of these people who are obviously being paid to do that. And it actually hurt them, which is kind of like you would typically not think of Nike to make mistakes like that. Yeah. So what I did was I took Such actual, actual posts from customers, it, which they weren't being paid, and got permission just to run those as boosted posts. And the boosted posts outperformed because it didn't look like a Nike ad. But sometimes if you're a big brand, and if you are a big brand, or if you're doing work for a big brand, they have brand standards and brand guidelines, and it has to look a certain way. And you have the creative police, and then you have a creative agency that wants to be able to direct you, and then a PPC agency, and then the PR firm. And then, so if any of you guys are working with huge companies, you know what I'm talking about. So all these people will come in and basically ruin what you're doing because they have their input on how they want to do things. So if you're working with a big company, try to avoid these other, try to like cooperate with these people sort of, but still get it done the way you want to get it done. Otherwise they will just meeting you to death and the final creative will not work. I've been in this situation. It just, it hurts. Like we've done it with Microsoft, done it with some of these big like B2B companies and just, you can never get that because someone will reject the idea that you have and say it's not professional. And then you, you end up with the most bland looking corporate thing. Yeah. I think that's really good. I mean, I think we could talk about this from a agency video producer point of view for, for hours, but I do want to, I do want to just get into some, uh, some more kind of first steps for mm -hmm. businesses out there. You know, maybe you are at that business running that agency who's listening to mm -hmm. this show and you, you're not using TikTok yourself. And so I, I want you to share if you, if you don't mind, Dennis, a little bit about where where to get started on mm. TikTok for, for a real business in inverted commas as we talk about? Like, mm. um, is it running ads? Is it just playing with organic content? Um, what do you recommend? There's a difference between flying on the airline and being a pilot. So just as an analogy, I've flown 6 million miles. But am I qualified to fly the plane? Heck no. So we are business owners and we're using TikTok for business. We're not there because we're trying to go viral. We're not some teenager that's wasting hours a day on social media. So remember, because we're here for business and we're busy, then there's a few key things that we need to do. One is we go to TikTok's creative center and look at what the top ads are. 
So you can type in other businesses that are like yours or whatever the category is and see what those top ads are. See what they're saying. See what the themes are and make your version of it. Don't literally copy their thing, but you can use the same words. You can use the same techniques. You can hire someone on Fiverr or whatever to edit in a certain way. But when you see what the top ads are, then it's pretty clear. Like If you're close to that, you're, you're like 90% of the way there. You don't have to learn all this other strategy stuff. Just copy monkey see, monkey do what's already working. Number two is figure out your video production strategy. Where can you leverage your best customers, employees, partners? It doesn't have to be the CEO of the company. It doesn't have to be someone well-known. It just has to be someone who can convey something that makes people go, huh, and, and so that, that sort of moment where people pause and they find it interesting is two things. Two, so ideally you want the intersection of two things in this video. This is where video strategy really comes in. One is it has to have serendipity, meaning that's interesting. Like, oh, I never really heard of things being said that way, or that's an interesting point, right? A lot, a lot of people like Alex Hormozzi said, <clears throat> success on TikTok is just speaking your tweets. Well, that's one way to do that. The second piece is it has to create identification where people say, you know what, I, that represents like who I aspire to be. I want to be like that person or that's something that that's some pain or thing that we all know about, but no one's really to, willing to really like speak that, right? That's what makes comedians funny is they say something that other people think, but they don't really say. So the serendipity and the identification, combine those two, lots of 15 second one-liners basically, like one tip on this, or did you know? Or here's, here's one thing that should be illegal, but it is not in our industry. It's that you can do this, right? Oh, wow, I can do that. And so that's, that's all it is, is a 15 second video. You could even take B-roll or take snippets to make that 15 seconds or so. It could, you know, it could be like a scene where it, it's, it, this is a little ridiculous, depending on what your industry is, it might work. But let's say for example, your doctor, um, the, the patient says, hey, doctor, I have this issue. And then that same person puts on a wig and, and on, on the other side faces and says, oh, I, you know, what do you think? And then they, they go like this and they go like this with the wig and without the wig. Or you've seen that, right? The role play, that one person yeah. that plays both yeah. sides. Yeah, just to make a fun of, of it. Yeah. Just to highlight a certain issue in a script, right? The, the other part of TikTok is to be demonstrative because it's a visual video first platform. So what we find working super well for chiropractors or professional services or heating and air conditioning is literally like the chiropractor literally just adjusts that patient and you hear the crack because you put the microphone underneath the table and talks about back problems and neck pain and all that kind of stuff. Come in and visit us. And the beginning of the video says, hey, Atlanta or hey, you know, Gold Coast, Australia. Hey, whatever. So people know like, oh, that's for me. It's for me. I need to stop this, right? Do you have back pain? And are you suffering from this sort of thing or whatever? Well, we can help you come in for a free analysis and adjustment and x-ray or whatever it is. So if you fix cars, you literally show yourself or show the client fixing cars. It, like whatever it is, you're a real estate agent, have a tour of the house. Hey, come with me. I'm going to show you this new house and let's, let's go take a look inside together. See what you think, right? What do you think this house should sell for? Would, would you buy this house? Or what you're, you're bringing them along like you're FaceTiming with a friend where you're and so so TikTok recognizes it so if you have something that's visually oriented like my friend Dr. Mark Page is an eye doctor 
in Phoenix. So he has all this equipment that looks inside your eyeballs and you, you know, like the, all this equipment. And he's wearing his coat and he's explaining glaucoma and the shape of your eyeball. And here's the x-ray. And it's interesting. It's very visual. And he's sharing his expertise one tip at a time. And often th this happens with people who are over 40, including me because I'm over 40. But I've been in his office many times collecting these videos. And sometimes he'll just go on for 15 minutes about here's what's going on with the shape of the eyeball. And this is the kind of surgery we do in this situation. Did you know children can also have this issue? And like fascinating stuff about how the, how the eyeball works. And then we have to take those and pull out just, you know, maybe talks for 10 minutes about this one thing. And I don't want to stop him because he's on a roll. And I'm going to pull out just those little snippets. I'm not going to run a 15 minute TikTok. Like YouTube, you can do your 20, 30 minute sort of thing. But on TikTok, think of it, it's like, think of like, you know, your YouTube video is the movie and the movie trailer is that 15 second hook to get people in, to drive to a call to action, to drive to a lead ad, to drive to the webpage, to drive to watching the whole YouTube video. And I think if we think that way, where we're just demonstrating something, just getting their hook, getting people interested, the algorithm will take it from there. That's so good. That just got my brain firing on all cylinders around different ideas. And funnily enough, we have an ophthalmology client of ours not using TikTok, but um, maybe maybe they should. That's uh, I think there's, some, uh, there's definitely some gold in there. How many other ophthalmologists are on TikTok in your city? Because then you take TikTok and you target just that city and maybe you run it under one of the assistants, you know, one of the other folks who work in the office, or it doesn't have to be under the brand. And you don't even have to have a Ben Amos TikTok. Remember that the advertising ad accounts can be completely separate from the actual TikTok profiles. So I'm on TikTok and I think I have like 20,000 views or what I feel like nothing but because I'm boosting other people's posts. And that's just like when you think about Facebook or these other networks, you have to be on there. You have to have an actual account. TikTok, you don't. It's complete business center is completely separate. Most people don't Interesting. know that because so, they want to collect word of mouth. So, Go ahead. I was just thinking, are you, are you suggesting one strategy could be to um, basically run TikTok ads, or not ads, but TikTok creative on uh, an employee's personal TikTok account with their permission, of course, and then yeah. running them as Spark ads? Is that going to have yeah, more, because it looks more real. perceived authenticity? Yeah. No, yeah. Let, let me ask you, Ben. So let's say you're scrolling on TikTok. And you see one ad. First off, you don't even know it's an ad because it has this little thing that says sponsored in gray. Like people don't realize you that don't they're see ads. It. <laughs> but you see one thing and it says Ben Amos Eye Doctor. And it's the exact, everything's, so, so one says Ben Amos Eye Doctor and it's the same video. And another one is Sally Smith, who's an assistant, right, in, in your eye doctor place. Exact same video, but one's from Ben. One says, if you look in the little circle on what the profile is, and it says Ben Amos Ophthalmology, whatever, and the, and the other one is a person. Who, who are you going to trust more? What looks more organic? Yeah. People want to connect with Sally people Wentz. on TikTok. Yeah. And the same is true on Facebook, where you run it as a public figure page instead of the company name. Because if they see the company name, they immediately know it's an ad, right? That's very interesting. Uh, just before I let you go, I'll let you go. I'm not, not keeping you here, Dennis, but um, before, <laughs> before we wrap up today, um, I just want to talk about the advertising platform itself. Just briefly, yeah. we're not going to go deep into it, but um, 
you know, my impressions are it was relatively early days in their ad platform, but also it's kind yeah. of like early days of, of Facebook, right? Uh, what are you seeing there as far as the, the ads platform and, you know, you know, the cost per click that you're getting or, you know, cost per view yeah. and that sort of thing? Like what's your view now, right now in June 22? They've intentionally copied Facebook with the ad platform. Business Center looks the same, the way you set up users, ad accounts, permissioning, payments, access sorts of things, the way that you set up your campaigns, where you're starting with the campaign, awareness, consideration, conversion is the three buckets, you choose the objective, campaigns go to ad sets, down to ads, like that's very similar across basically all ad networks now, even Google with Performance Max is doing the same kind of thing. So the actual loading up of ads and running ads and having pixels and passing back conversion tracking and like that stuff is now basically the same thing across all social networks except for LinkedIn and Twitter where those two are behind for some reason but it's the same across like it's the same across Snapchat so where you differentiate is it's all in the creative like 90% of success on TikTok on the ad side is in the creative and then the most important thing in the creative is the first two seconds. So if you really want to focus on the most important and the most important, it's the first two seconds. That being said, if you do that well, this is not just like a one in a million thing, but just generally if you do that well, your cost of traffic will be about a third to a fourth what you have on Facebook. So if on, on Facebook you're selling chocolates or something and your average CPMs are – I've literally done this with my friend who runs a chocolate company, Jonathan Pantalis, who, who has – chocolate that doesn't have sugar in it, but it's super high quality. He's paying maybe a $30 CPM, which you guys know is double of what it was last year because the costs have gone up on Facebook. For, it, during COVID a year and a half ago, it was cheap for a little bit and then it went, went up a year ago. But on TikTok, we're looking at 3 to $5. If your cost per lead, and we've seen uh, my buddy Chris Scott, we had dinner last night. He, he services real estate agents. And his cost per lead on Facebook was $7 and change. And TikTok, we were about the same. I think we were nine because maybe we're asking for some additional qualifying fields. We could have got it down to $2. We see a lot of people that are getting lead gen for professional service companies at 2 to $5. Maybe personal injury attorneys are a little bit higher. They're more like 10 to $20 depending on how you're qualifying them. But the cost per lead generally should be about half. And the reason why is because the Base cost of traffic is half. We know that when we run lead ads, whether it's on Facebook or TikTok, that we get about a 30%, 35% click to lead conversion rate. Because you know you know what the instant forms are right? Where with lead ads where it, it doesn't go to your web page, but it goes to a form that auto-populates, right? So you can do that, that on TikTok that, too? Yeah, it works even better. It literally, like if you've done Facebook lead ads, you already know how to do TikTok lead ads. It's the same thing. Like every part, it's the same thing, right? So you you know you're going to get one-third of people who click who auto-fill the form. And then X number of people are then going to convert, right? So you know what your lead conversion rate is. Maybe it's 15% or 20%. You're going to get about the same conversion on TikTok as Facebook because it's using the same optimization algorithm where it's it's optimizing to the cost per lead or optimizing to the cost per conversion. So TikTok has an advantage right now, mainly because the cost of the traffic is cheaper. Their conversion quality seems very similar to Facebook. If you pass back the conversion track, if you set up the 
pixels and pass back the conversion events, then that's my caveat. Then you and you have enough data that it's apples to apples with Facebook and TikTok. You're going to find that it, the conversion is about the same, but your net cost per leader conversion is lower because the base cost of the traffic is lower. It's very interesting. So the opportunity is clearly there right, for businesses, particularly businesses that have been using Facebook or Instagram advertising and they're comfortable with that mm -hmm. platform and, and the, the ads manager there, I think, um, to be honest, yeah. there is no reason why not to be experimenting with TikTok advertising right now. In fact, yeah. now is the time, right? Yeah. There's only a couple downsides that I think TikTok will eventually release. One is that you can't geotarget down to like the building or you you or the zip code you can go to the city if you spend enough and what was the other one i was going to say oh that so facebook in you know youtube even you can spend a dollar a day twitter you can spend a dollar a day tiktok's at twenty dollars a day so you do have to be a little bit more cautious when you're spending money not that twenty dollars a day should be a deterrent for any real business right is that is that a an a base minimum that they insist that you do spend a minimum of $20 yeah. a day? It's a campaign minimum, but you can have tons of ad sets, tons of creatives in there. So really it shouldn't be an issue to test at 20 bucks a day. So I advocate dollar a day on Facebook, but I'll put 20 creatives in there. So I've got 20 ads that are all fighting. So I spend 20 bucks a yeah, day. And to be honest, I, I would imagine on TikTok, the best way is to actually be testing multiple creative, right? Because of yeah. the way that the creative works on the algorithm, I think there's a, quite a bit of unknown around what's yeah. going to, what's going to resonate and fly. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things like split testing and audience expansion and campaign budget optimization and all these cool little things, but it's really not necessary until you have something that's winning organically as in, in your business, it's winning as in you have clear word of mouth, you have people coming to, you have conversions through digital independent of any channel, you have conversions in digital because that sets a signal that you're passing back data to the system. So it's not like you, you hear people talk about on TikTok how you have to season the pixel. It's not true. Because if the pixel's there, conversions that come through any channel, TikTok's going to pick up. They don't have to come through TikTok ads for it to count. In other words, if you have an existing business that's doing well, you're going to get more of it on TikTok. If you have a brand new business and the business itself is not validated, I wouldn't recommend going to TikTok because then you're hoping that TikTok is going to magically save a business problem or solve a strategy problem. There is You can't solve strategy. You can't massage a broken bone, right? The thing, you have to have a business that's actually working and then Facebook ads and TikTok ads, which are kind of the same thing, will get you more out of that, right? Because the algorithm will find more people who are buying because you're passing through purchase data from any channel and, and you're telling TikTok, Find more people that are like this. And here's the creative that we use that has worked on YouTube or has worked on Facebook. Use the same. Why wouldn't it work on TikTok? Well, maybe it's got to be vertical. Maybe it has to be shorter. But basically, the, the same concept will work, but you just have to format it for a more ADD, you know, quick hit audience. But this, you see what I mean? Like you can reuse the same concept, but you might have to film it slightly differently. Right? It's the same value proposition. It's the same pain. It's the same reason why people buy. It's the same. You know what I mean? You just have to film it like the vibe of like a selfie video. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think that's, well, it's for me, at least this conversation today has, has both solidified my understanding that TikTok is something not to be ignored. And it's also uh, given us 
all of us some clear direction on on where to focus our time, attention and efforts. But of course, your book, TikTok Advertising, How to Access One Billion People in 10 Minutes that you authored with Perry Marshall is go. has got a lot more information in there. I, I mentioned before you hit record, I'm about three quarters of the way through the book. So you're not going to test me on the book right now, but I do encourage people to pick it up. Um, it's, it's definitely the... Uh, the business's guide to to getting started on TikTok. So apart from the book, which we'll have a link in the show notes, um, which I'll mention the show notes link in a moment, but what else, where else can people find you and learn more from you or follow more of what you've got going on, Dennis? Just Google me. And when I worked at Yahoo 20 some years ago, I knew that we were in trouble when engineers on my team said, just Google that. And I said, you know what company you work at? <laughs> so just Google me and whether it's YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, don't friend me on Facebook because I'm at the 5,000 friend limit. I've been there for 15 years or so, but I'd be happy to see what you guys are doing. Or maybe you're just still scared about the idea of making TikTok or you don't want to be on TikTok. But if, if you get the book and you see the strategy is really collecting video from other people to be able to boost, and you mentioned Ben Amos, I will give you access to our course. I'll give you access to how to, like you guys are professional videographers. So the templates that we use for clients, other sorts of data, like not bonuses that include that are with the book, but stuff that we actually use as a team because I want to see you make 15 second videos. I want to see you help your clients make 15 second videos and be able to walk them through the process on how to set up TikTok. Even if you don't want to be on TikTok and they don't want to be on TikTok, you think I have time to be on TikTok? So just get your stuff, like take action, make a 15 second video about what you learned or a question you had, like a reaction that you have about what something Ben and I said. And I will reward you with our related training on this, on video, video production stuff, right? Hopefully that, that gives you a reason to get off your butt and go after this thing. And don't be like me where I just sat around and waited because I didn't, I was a stick in the mud and I had this old way of doing things and I didn't want to change. I think you'll really like it and it'll be a lot of fun. Well, there you go, guys. That's your call to action here from today's episode. So pick up the book, TikTok Advertising, Perry Marshall and Dennis Yu, wherever you get your books and, uh, and take action, you know, take some action, create a TikTok, create a video and, uh, and mention something about what you've learned here today as well. So there you go. Thanks, Dennis. This has been absolutely eye-opening and, and really valuable for our listeners and for me too. So I appreciate you staying up late. It's probably nearly midnight now for you. Um, it's 12.03. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Ben, and thank you, everybody. All right, there you go. Thanks again to Dennis for joining me on this episode. And I do definitely want to get you back on the show to talk more. I think as you guys recognize, we could have spoken about some of that stuff for another hour easily. So I want to hear from you what you got out of this episode. Has it prompted you to think differently about TikTok? Have you thought about how you can utilize TikTok for some of your business clients or for your own business as well? Or are you looking forward to diving into the TikTok advertising platform and seeing what sort of traction and results you can get from there. So I encourage you to take action after the inspiration from today's episode. And if the first course of action for you is to simply go and get a copy of Dennis Yu and Perry Marshall's book, The Definitive Guide to TikTok Advertising, then the easiest way to find that is to go to the link that I'll have in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 248. That's engagevideomarketing.com slash 248. 
Now, I want to thank you for sticking with us through this episode. This has been a highly valuable episode, I feel, and hopefully you've found it to be too. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. That would be super valuable. I really appreciate you for that. So I'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you for being here and for taking action on video strategy for your business or for your clients. And I'll be back with you real soon.